This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast presented by MonkeyNightFight.com. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston. And let's get into it. This is our Waiver Wire Week 12 episode. I I got turkey to kill and get ready for dinner. I uh, got to clean it, got to get it ready, got to butter it up, got to inject it with all kinds of goodness, stuff the backside, stuff its ass with a bunch of herbs, <laughs> get that baby cooking, because that bird is going to go right in my mouth, it's going to be so succulent and juicy, it's going to be wonderful. And listen, folks, a little PSA announcement, do not deep fry your turkey in your garage, do it outside <laughs> in the open, please, we want you to survive in your home this holiday season. Uh, all right, Brand. let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, week 12, give me a stream quarterback of the week that you are zeroing in on, say, in a 12-team league. You know what's crazy is people are just not are refusing to drive the car, the Derek car, that is. <laughs> and, uh, gosh, I, I think I, I could just say his name every week, and his, and his roster percentage just doesn't go up enough. Uh, but this is good and non Super bad in clement weather. He's been very good. Just a regular 250 to 280, sometimes top in the 300-yard mark, but just consistently good yardage number, good uh, pass TD number. Saw him do it again on Sunday night against Kansas City. You get Atlanta. So I love that one. I feel bad for always saying Derek Carr. So I would say Danny Dimes of the Giants. Yeah. He's actually he's actually third among run, or quarterbacks in rushing yards ahead yep. of guys like Russell Wilson, yep. Deshaun Watson, even Josh Allen. He guys getting some good yardage on the ground. He has not thrown an interception in two straight games. If he does it one more straight one more game, that would be a personal best for him at the professional level. But he gets Cincinnati. I like the odds on him uh, getting some stuff done in this one. Yeah, just one note about Derek Carr. I agree with uh, your entire fantasy perspective. Just him on the sidelines with that demonic look. He looked, he looked like Eleven from Stranger Things when she would like go in and start using her superpowers, you know, with the the eyes kind of roll back. It's weird. It was oh, totally it's a great weird. call. He kind of did look like Eleven when she had her <laughs> when she had her head shaved like that. Yes, you know, she grew yes, her hair out in yes. subsequent seasons, but definitely oh. got that look. <laughs> oh yeah, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I'm all over Danny Dimes. Going to be Danny Dollars this week. Uh, because of Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is one of the worst pressure defenses in the league, and that's been the bugaboo for him, right, is working behind this rickety offensive line. You give him time, he can pick you apart. You know, he is number one in deep ball passer rating at 142.4, QB 14 just completion percentage. You mentioned the duality and the third highest rush yards per game mark at 38.4. So great call on Danny Dimes, 100% with you there. Uh, he might be in my fantasy flames column this week, just a little foreshadow there. What about a defense? Give me one. Uh, let's stick right with Danny Dimes' defense, which has been a top 10 fantasy defense. Not a lot of people yep. have clued in on that, but they're very good. And you get Ryan Finley. It would be one thing. I mean, I would still him against Cincinnati with Joe Burrow at quarterback, but now you're getting Ryan Finley. And I'm, I know you got some nice nuggets about Ryan Finley's three starts last year at oh, yeah. the Bengal. But oh, yeah. Well, not good, and I'd be more than happy to employ the New York Giants defense versus Ryan Finley and company this week. Yeah, Ryan Finley, uh, let me give you the the goods here. QB 44 of 44 eligible and adjusted completion percentage last season. Uh, and 18.5 deep ball passer rating. That's a real number. And a 73.6 passer rating went under pressure. Yeah. Yikes. 
Yeah, absolutely 100% load up on the New York Giants. It could be double figures with ease in terms of fantasy point production. And hey, if you want to get on some of that Danny Dimes action, you should do so right now at monkeyknifefight.com. If you don't know what monkey knife fight is, very simple. DFS came to play. It's a shoot against the house, and it's you deciding more or less over or under on some of your favorite players. You get them in a pack of two in terms of a parlay all the way up to six. The more you hit more or less on, the more you win at monkeyknifefight.com. Use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN. And if you do uh, use that as a new user, when you sign up, you get a free $5 game of the house only at monkeyknifefight.com. With that, let's get to today's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, let's start with the tight end position because everybody needs help. Unless you're in ESPN leagues and Taysom Hill qualifies, <laughs> and we're gonna get we're gonna get to Taysom Hill here in a minute. All oh, the controversy. Oh my gosh, people really pissed off. People really elated uh, that they have Taysom Hill on their roster. Jordan Reed though actually plays the tight end position. Fourteen percent rostered right now in Yahoo leagues. Uh, for now, his head's not scrambled, Brandon, because he's got like what eight or nine concussions in his career. I can't believe he's still playing football. Uh, you get the L.A. Rams here on the horizon, not a great matchup, but you look at the rest of the season slate for uh, the San Francisco 49ers, you get Buffalo upcoming, uh, you got Washington, Dallas, Arizona, weeks 15 and 16, and this this team's going to get healthier because we expect Raheem Mostert likely to be back off the bye week. Uh, nice little rhythm he's got going on right now. And maybe with Jimmy Garoppolo, too, coming back soon. So Jordan Reed, I think, is worth kicking the tires on in some deeper leagues if you need some tight end help and worth maybe an Abe Lincoln if you got any fab cash left. What are your thoughts? Yeah, if you got a little, a few dollars, I'd definitely throw him that, throw my money that way. I, the most you ever like Jordan Reed is coming off a bye week for him just to get a yeah, little yeah. time to get healthy with whatever he's dealing with because you, you got to know he's always dealing with something, um, but you feel like he should be in good health to try to get through the remainder of the season. So Jordan Reed, still one of the better receiving tight ends when he's healthy. They can use him with Kittle gone, obviously, and, and Debo Samuel coming back. Um, also a guy that dipped all the way down to like 51% mm. roster ship in Yahoo League. So a guy that's also coming back. Be looking out for all these Niners. If you forgot about them, uh, there'll be a few guys there that can help you out. Yeah, definitely pan for some gold off of wires and snag those 49ers. Number four. All right, uh, let's give you a, a two-pack option here. It's more of a flex question, really. Think about it. Jalen Rager, 28% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, or James White at 40%. I'm going to side with Rager. I said this before. He's on the precipice of a breakout. Now, it didn't happen last week. I don't know. Should we blame Mother Nature, or should we just blame the fact that Carson Wentz stinks? (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe all the above. Poor Cleveland. They haven't had a decent weather game in, like, two months. Uh, but Jalen Rager is a guy who's still got over the 50-yard mark, a player that's still playing over 80% of the snaps, a very handsome ADOT, north of 15. He is on the brink. He is on the precipice. He is teetering there on the breakout line, and it could maybe this is the week. It could happen because why? Oh, Seattle, mm-hmm. your beloved Seahawks. Though, you know, they showed up defensively for the most part, against Arizona. But this uh, could be a game where Rager can really take advantage against the league's worst secondary. Uh, James White, though, reprising his pass-catching role and definitely has some flex appeal in 12-team and deeper leagues, especially those that score PPR. 
Yeah, I'm interested in both. I think they both should be rostered. Um, and I, I do still like the matchup for Rager. I don't think that all of Seattle's ills in the pass coverage have been solved. Certainly they're getting better with the return of Adams and Carlos Dunlap getting after the quarterback for him a little bit. Um, but I still like Jalen Rager. I also like James White, and I could see him against that attacking Arizona defense that has a lot of speed, getting after the quarterback. Cam Newton maybe liking the dump-off option to James White. I will give Jalen Rager the slight edge, but I think these two are pretty close. Rager all day! It's going to happen, I hope. And maybe we get Jalen Hurts at quarterback <laughs> instead. Number three. All right, let's move on to Taysom Hill, the man of the moment, uh, the controversial figure, uh, the spotlight clearly cast on him. He got the start of quarterback, and uh, there was no hijinks, no shenanigans. I mean, he was there from start to finish. Uh, you know, he impressed me for the most part. He had a couple of wounded ducks that he threw down the field. Uh, that one that was complete, I believe, to Emmanuel Sanders and possibly, uh, most notably. But when he had time to step and fire, uh, he can put some zip on the football. I mean, it was thrown so hard to Michael Thomas, he can, couldn't uh, catch a couple of them, even though it hit him right in the hands. But it's, of course, Taysom Hill's rushing ability. That means everything. You know, he was 18-23 to 23 for 233 through the air, but the 51 on the ground with the two rushing TDs, that's what stands out most. He was actually QB 6-2, an average completed air yards per attempt at 7.2 this past week against Atlanta. Now you get Denver on the horizon, stiffer opponent in the secondary, defense that uh, showed some muster last week against Miami and getting the win, 6.7 YPLI, but guess what? You get Atlanta again after that, and then you get Philadelphia. It's going to be hard to run on him, but still – because of his violent downhill running, his athleticism, you know, his floor is probably 30 rushing yards every single week. Brandon, I think he's basically the 2020 version of Lamar Jackson. Am I crazy? Like he's, yeah, I, I don't know if you're crazy. I mean, look at, one thing I would say is he had a ton of time to throw the ball uh, against Atlanta. They were not putting a lot of pressure on him. And I was just watching and counting. And it's like, man, he's got all the time. And that will help. Uh, he may not have that same amount of time against Denver. But, it, you know, the same thing happens with Lamar. If he gets flushed, he, then he ends up getting a rushing yardage. And we know he can do that. So, yeah, I think he's on the spectrum somewhere between Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson in terms of – you know, Cam Newton's got plenty of rushing touchdowns along the way, 40, 50 rushing yards, um, you know, but I think actually Taysom Hill's rushing yards upside is better than Cam Newton's and maybe not quite as high as Lamar Jackson's, but somewhere in between. So uh, I think he is most weeks because of that going to have to be ranked as kind of a a upper half fantasy quarterback in some weeks like against Atlanta next time around I'm definitely going to be in the top 10 if not in the, like the top eight on Taysom Hill well here's the good news for him is that Denver has the fifth highest pressure rate of any defense in the NFL so if they do bring the heat he can run he can take off he can skedaddle and that could benefit the bottom line in the end. So, look, if Taysom Hill is still available in your league, even in a shallow format, and he been maybe rotating some quarterbacks around, or maybe your quarterback's got a sketchy matchup, pick him up because I think his floor is probably 18, 19 fantasy points per week, giving his rushing prowess. And don't ask me about Taysom the tight end. That's a sore subject. Number two. Moving on. Michael Pittman. Oh, we've been talking about him repeatedly on this podcast. Pretty much every single time we've done a waiver wire last, like, what, three, four weeks. 
And he's still going unnoticed. Only 44% rostered right now in Yahoo Leagues, Brandon. Over 60 yards receiving. Had a long touchdown uh, this last game against Green Bay. Went over 100 yards a game before that. Had 57 yards a game before that. So he is becoming the main attraction vertically for Phillip Rivers in this scheme. And you look at the upcoming matchup here. Indianapolis gets Tennessee. And that's a very positive matchup for him and somebody that I think you got to look through the lens of him being maybe a wide receiver too from this point forward rest of the season uh, over the last three weeks he is wide receiver five and yak per reception a tough guy to bring down given his big bulky wide frame and that length the athleticism to match we've always loved the skill set and it's starting to really come all together for him so I'm throwing if I need a wide receiver for the stretch run you know, double figures in terms of dollars, maybe as high as 20 if I'm sitting on a big pile of fab cash. What are your thoughts? Yeah, my only reservation is just the um, socialistic nature that has been the Colts all season long where week in and week out you get somebody different stepping up in the back at the tight end position, at the wide receiver position, Phillip Rivers in terms of how he's disseminating the ball um, doesn't seem to want to just focus in on a guy like he used to do with Keenan Allen back in his days in LA. But if anybody is going to break that uh, because of the talent, just standing up above all, I think it's Michael Pittman based upon, you know, what, what else they got going on there with ever since Paris Campbell went out in like week two, like T.Y. Hilton's done nothing. Marcus Johnson's been a bit part. Zach Pascal every once in a while. But Michael Pittman, if he had been healthy all year long, I think we'd be talking about a guy who's been right up there amongst the best rookie receivers in the league. So, yeah, I can see him having a, a solid final month and a half. Oh, listen to this schedule, Brandon. Uh, it's going to move the meter oh. for you. So you get Tennessee this week and they get Houston, Vegas, Houston, Pittsburgh, who you can throw on in week 16. Pile up all the dollars for Michael Pittman. Number one. All right, last and number one, it's got to be Gus Edwards. We found out on Monday, J.K. Dobbins, positive COVID test. Mark Ingram, positive COVID test. They are on the COVID-19 list. So the Gus bus got to turn the ignition on and push pedal the metal because he is going to be the main man on Thursday night, on Thanksgiving night against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have shown some weakness all of a sudden in the trenches the last five games, giving up 4.62 yards per carry, the running back position. And Edwards had a pretty nice showing in the first matchup. If you need a running back, if you are desperate for a win, you got to spend all the monies, man. You really do. It's now or never. It's put up or shut up time. So in my estimation, Gus Edwards a guy that is must-have material, 28% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, and is a surefire top 20 running back here in week numero dose. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I can see Baltimore just saying, okay, we just got to go ball control here. Uh, We're going to go a whole lot to Gus Edwards. It's always worked out well when Gus Edwards has pushed 20 carries. He had the 16 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown against the Steelers a few weeks back. He was the featured man in Week 17 last year against the Steelers, went over 100 yards. Yeah, I think they're going to try and get Gus going early and often in this one and try to win a game like a war of attrition if they can. I think it's the best route for Baltimore, but you feel good. We we liked this Baltimore backfield, but we didn't like it split three ways. Uh, and even if it was split two ways, I think we'd be okay with it. But um, 
in this one split basically one way. I'm sure Justice Hill gets something, but uh, it's going to be mostly Gus. Yeah, I'm rolling with that all day. Yeah, you love that clarity, baby. Wipe away the mud and get aboard the Greyhound. That is Gus Edwards. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Follow Brandon Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. His excellent work at The Athletic. Follow me at Noisy Huevos and check out FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, and FTNBets.com. Use that promo code FTN. Uh, that will also get you 10%. So will Evans, E-V-A-N-S, off your subscription today. we got some college basketball stuff going on. Pretty excited uh, that you know we're getting all the sports taken care of all under one roof there at FTN. And until next time, adios amigos!